Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ad Project, an ongoing series about two guys who put their heads together to start the world's most advanced Amazon advertising agency. They've obsessed over all things in the Amazon advertising world, built an industry-leading platform to gain deeper insights, and continuously test, trial, and push to uncover the most effective advertising strategies. Now, they're going to help you grow your Amazon business by pulling back the curtain to share what they've discovered. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm Joe. This is Matt. And I always ask Matt how he's doing. How are you doing today, Matt? And I never know what to say. It's always immediate <laughs> panic. I'm doing well. It's, it's a beautiful day outside. I'm ready to talk PPC strategy. There you go. I like it. <laughs> All right. So over the last few episodes, you know, j- just kind of looking back, we've covered a lot of the different ad types. So we've gone through a sponsor product, sponsor brand, sponsor display. And now we're starting to talk through different holistic strategies and how we can tie all these together. So in the previous episode, we covered brand defense strategies and ASIN defense. So now what we want to do is kind of more of an offensive strategy. We talked about defending your brand, defending your products, but now let's talk about how we can increase our market share and really try to get some, uh, try to capture some of those sales that would be going to our competitors on Amazon. So we'll talk through a conquesting strategy, which is, which is a fun strategy to implement. So Matt, maybe how about you walk us through what conquesting strategy is and then some of the basics on how you do it. Sure. Yeah. So conquesting is targeting another brand's keywords or products. Uh, So we talked brand defense in the previous episode. That's where you're using keyword targeting on your own branded products, your own brand name, your own model names. Conquesting is just that concept in reverse. So you're going on the offensive. You're targeting uh, competitors' keywords, keywords related to your competitors' specific products. So their model names, their brand names, et cetera. One of the metrics that we discussed in that episode was that in health and personal care category, uh, 40% of branded search results in a purchase of a different brand. So that was justification to defend your brand adequately. It also gives credence to conquesting as a strategy. It's viable. Like you can target uh, a brand that somebody else is looking for and you can steal their market share. Joe, you want to talk through like a couple of the important placements for conquesting? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, say we want to target one of our competitors brands. So one way that you can do that is just targeting the brand name itself. Another way to do that is targeting specific products related to that brand. And so when we do keyword targeting, a primary placement for that is in the search results. Um, so a top of search is a great way to target other people's brands. Remember, when we talk through placements and top of search for sponsored products, top of search, that tends to be the highest converting placements that we see overall. So these convert at like around 19 to 20% compared to the average conversion rate of like 10 to 11. So almost double the amount of people who click on these ads buy it. And one of the key reasons is that many people do not realize that there's ads on Amazon. And so when they go in and they type a search, so if I search for a specific brand, and the first listing that pops up is actually... Um, my ad versus their products, many people won't even realize that they're not actually getting that brand. And so they'll just click on that first ad and go through and buy it. And that's why you see these high defect rates for people who search for specific brands, but then buy other products like Matt just mentioned. So um, keywords are a great way to go. Uh, Matt, how about product targets? Where do those show up and how do you utilize those? 
Yeah, I'd say that probably product targeting is the most common means of conquesting other brands. We talked through ASIN defense, that's where you're targeting your own ASINs using product targeting. Uh, with conquesting, it's the traditional use of product targets. So that's where you're picking competitor ASINs and you're using product targeting to put your products on their product detail pages. There are a couple different methods that you can utilize for conquesting product targeting. So the first would be categories. Using category targets, they're really easy to add in the Amazon ad console. And what's really cool about it is you can narrow, you can refine your category target by brand. So you can pick out specific brands to specifically conquest through product targeting. You can also refine those category targets further. So where conquesting is probably most viable is where you have an advantage in terms of reviews or price. And so with category targeting, you can modify those targets and refine it based on reviews or price. So if you have a visual 4.5 rating, you could choose to target products with a rating of four or below where your product has a review advantage. You could also choose products that are priced higher than yours. You can combine those two together as well and say pick products that are equivalent in price or higher and have a review rating worse than your own product. So with those category target modifiers, it's, it's a great way to cast a wide net across your category and reach uh, relevant competing products, get exposure on their product page and steal their market share. Of course, you can also individually select your own ASINs too that you'd like to target, which will typically lead to the best results because you can build in your own logic beyond just those category modifiers. You can actively seek out products that are really close substitutes that you know are unfavorable on their end in terms of rating, price, or just product attributes. If you have a higher quality product, you could target lower product, lower quality products uh, that have worse social proof like reviews or higher price points and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, when you're looking at, well, which competitors do I target? Kind of what, what Matt's hitting on is you want to target those competitors where you've got an advantage, whether it's in price or whether it's in reviews or whether you just have a better listing overall or there's other pieces of the product itself that just makes it better. So, you know, put yourself in the customer's shoes and compare these listings head on and see, OK, which one would I honestly buy? I know I'm super invested in the one that I made, but are there any other pieces or items that I can implement in my listing, in my product description, or in the product itself too, to give myself that advantage. So now when I advertise on their listing, they're drawn over to mine and they're going to purchase. So that's one great way to kind of try to differentiate yourself overall. And it really helps you with the conquesting strategy. Another way to find other competitors to target like one, you're going to know who your major competitors are, but there's always some other ASINs that show up that can be surprising. And one way that we find those is just by utilizing auto campaigns. And through auto campaigns, you're going to find different products that Amazon determines that you should target. They're going to show your ad and it may convert well. And so this ties back to the campaign funnel strategy that we discussed in previous episodes. So from the campaign funnel itself, if you look in the search term report for your auto campaigns, you're going to see a lot of ASINs that have converted. And so some of these may be direct competitors. Some of these may be more like compliments or substitutes. Um, but there could be a lot of different um, listings that you can target with your ads just by looking at the ASINs that you find in the search term report. 
So Matt, how about any other ways that we can find different products that we want to target? Yeah, I'd say probably one underutilized resource would be brand analytics reports. Uh, they're available to all brand registered sellers. If you log into your Seller Central account and go under the brands header, you'll see a brand anal analytics drop down there. It also shows up under the reporting header uh, or reports header. And what's really cool about brand analytics reports is it breaks out potential ASINs or products to Conquest into three different report types. So one would be market basket analysis, and those would be products that are frequently purchased with your products. So those would be mostly compliments, maybe buying pencils with pencil sharpeners. Typically compliments don't do quite as well as direct substitutes. So that's where item comparison and alternate purchase brand analytic reports really come in and provide awesome data. So it shows firsthand from Amazon's internal data, what products people are most frequently comparing to yours. So the listings they look at before or after viewing yours, and also the products that people buy in place of yours most frequently. So you can check out those alternate purchase products, check out their listing and see, you know, do they have an advantage or are we just direct substitutes and should I try conquesting them? It gives you a lot of valuable information that you can use for conquesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of different sources that we just talked through on how to figure out which products or brands to target. Um, so just kind of going back. So first off, you're going to know who your major direct competitors are just through product development and product research. So those are going to be prime ones to target. Another way is through the campaign funnel structure. So I'm just going to look at the auto campaigns that I have set up for my products. I'm going to review the search term report and I'm going to see what ASINs have done really well and have converted into sales. And for those, I'm going to move them downstream into these more conquesting targeted campaigns that I have. And then the third piece is brand analytics. So brand analytics kind of pulls back the curtains on some of Amazon's algorithms to show based off of consumer purchase information, what's going to be solid substitutes for my products or compliments. Like, yep, the market back basket analysis is great. And just finding, you know, if somebody didn't purchase my product, which one did they purchase? Or if they bought my product, what are other ones that they looked at? These can provide a lot of great insights. So. You know, Matt, once we've determined what brands we want to target, we know what products we want to target, walk us through the strategy then. How do I how do I implement this conquesting strategy with sponsor products, sponsor brands, and sponsor display? What's the way to go? Sure. Yeah. So on the sponsor product front, we kind of hit all the different sources. So you're going to use auto campaigns. You'll have auto campaigns set up for the majority of your product catalog. You'll pull search and reports, you'll harvest those ASIN, and you'll move them down the funnel into manual product targeting and manual conquesting campaigns as search terms convert and you review those, that data. Uh, I would set up standalone campaigns for conquesting specific strategies. So you're not taking your primary general keyword targeting campaigns and loading a bunch of competitor keywords into them. It's a separate strategy it may or may not convert as well as general category keywords. So put them in a separate campaign where you can more easily track them, uh, have eyes on them, and then control budget too. On the sponsored brand side, you'll primarily use keyword targeting as a conquesting strategy. 
product targeting on the sponsor brand front, it doesn't drive a ton of traffic. There's no harm in using it. So, you know, whatever's converting in terms of product targets on, on the sponsor product front, you can put them in a sponsor brand product targeting campaign, but you'll see most traction in the form of sponsor brand keyword targeting. So you'll take those branded keywords, you'll put them in your sponsor brand campaigns, and you'll trial that conquesting strategy there and let results dictate how much budget you feed it and whether it's a viable strategy for you. On the sponsor display front, you're going to do exactly what you did for sponsor products. So like we've talked about in previous episodes, we always mirror our sponsor display campaign structures, always mirror our sponsor product campaign structures. And we share data between those two campaign types for all of our product targets. Obviously, sponsor display, you're not going to have keyword targeting. It's going to be product targeting only. But setting those two campaigns up in parallel where they mirror each other is uh, a best practice that we found. Joe, yeah. do you have any other structural recommendations? No, I mean, those are the major structural pieces. So that, that was a good overview there. And just to kind of recap, so for conquesting strategies, what we're trying to do is we're trying to increase our market share. And we're going, trying to put our targeted ads on people who may have purchased from our competitors. And we're trying to bring them over to our product detail page to instead purchase from us. So if we see a conquesting strategy that's performing really well, what we'll see is if somebody types in a search for my competitor, my ad's going to pop up first on the top of the search results. Or if they search for their brand, my ad's going to pop up in the search results. Then if they click on the competitor's listings, now they're going to scroll down a little bit and they're going to see an ad right below the buy box, which is going to be a sponsored display product targeting campaign or a tar product targeting ad. They're going to see right below the description, another ad, and it's going to be my product. And then they're going to scroll down a little bit more and they're going to see this carousel of different advertisements, uh, the sponsored products or the products related to your search from sponsored products, product targeting, and my products are going to show up there. And then they're going to scroll down a little bit more and they're going to see brands related to this product and they're going to see my brand from a sponsored brands campaign. So this is the kind of holistic strategy where you can tie together all these different ad types. And ideally, when they're trying to purchase from my competitor, they're going to see like five or six of my ads. So they're going to be much more likely to go. And remember, all these ads are on a cost per click basis. So if we own all the real estate, we only pay for when they actually click. So it's awesome that we can show up multiple times to draw them over. This gives us a much higher chance to capture that click and then convert them into sales and expand our sales overall. And just tying it really far back into your general strategies, if we can convert more customers into buyers for our actual listings, that's going to help our organic rankings too over time compared to our competitors. And this is going to help my organic sales, which is going to help my overall profitability. So you can see how these things all kind of build on each other. So before we move on, I guess, any other pieces that you want to touch on for conquesting in general, Matt? I think we covered it. Yeah. So, you know, we wanted to go through a couple other niche strategies that we use too. And these are other cool ways to one, expand sales using advertisements. And then two is these can be great ways to find other like different search terms to target. So these are great in the discovery aspects too. So one is catch-all. So Matt, can you walk me through what a catch-all campaign is and how it works? Yeah, so a catch-all campaign is a just kind of like a why not style campaign where we'll set up an auto and a manual that use super low bids. 
So we'll take the full product catalog, we'll group them into single ad groups. Um, so we're not, we're consolidating them into a single ad group, I should say. So we're not splitting out products by product line. We're just mass consolidating them, putting them in a quick and easy campaign with a low bid. What we've found is even with ridiculously low bids, like two cents, five cents, 10 cents, even when we have auto campaigns running across the board and, and manual campaigns running across the board that have these same targets at higher bids and aren't out of budget, these catch-all campaigns still pick up volume, sometimes quite a bit, a surprising amount. So it ties back to that why not question. Why not launch them? If we can get impressions at such low bids and we can get clicks at super low CPCs, why wouldn't we set them up? Because it's going to produce a super low ACoS. So on the catch-all front, the way I'd structure these campaigns, uh, let's start with the auto. I'd normally start around a 10 cent bid. I'd bid close match a little bit higher, compliments a little bit lower, substitute somewhere in between the two. I'd put a hefty top of search percentage on the campaign. Since bids are so low, say 10 cents, we can afford to pay 20 cents for that top of search placement or 25 cents even. So I'd look at 100 to 150% top of search setting but experiment with higher higher settings too. And then we'll typically use dynamic up and down bidding when we're running catch-all campaigns, just so we get that extra little boost when Amazon feels like our products are more likely to convert than the other ads at auction. So what that does is we have all of these campaign multipliers that are stacking on top of each other, but your CPC is still capped at an absolute max of like 40 cents on a 10 cent bid. Typically cost per click still only come in around the 15 cent mark. Uh, so they're not substantially escalated, but ACOS because of that low CPC is astounding. Like anywhere from sub 1% in some cases to 10% would be the norm. So just really, really solid low ACOS across the board with that style campaign. Yeah, yeah. So overall for the catch-all campaigns, Ideally, where these work the best is when you have multiple products within your account and you can just all you do is you just take every single product you have, put it in a single ad group, and then you can start with the auto campaigns like Matt saying, use low bids, just do the bidding strategy that he just um, went through. But what we found is that for whatever reason, these tend to still get a lot of impressions. So for some reason with Amazon's algorithms, especially when you have a lot of products within these campaigns and ad groups, they tend to get a lot of impressions. And what's great is they get these impressions at a very low cost per click. So even if they don't convert as well, and many times they don't convert as well as like our typical campaign funnel structure, since you're paying so much less per click, we tend to see really good results in terms of ACoS or ROAS. And so like Matt was saying, this is one where it's like, well, why not? It's super easy to set up. Auto campaign, throw all your products together, put low bids in, and it tends to just like get these impressions at a very low click while not cannibalizing like your typical campaign funnel structure too, because in general, you're bidding a lot more for those that typical campaign funnel structure. So you can get a lot of good ideas um, for in terms of search terms, but remember that all your products are grouped together too, and it doesn't split it out by product. It gives you search terms by ad group. So for this one specifically in the discoverability uh, side, it's not as useful. But you can still look through your search term report for these campaigns and you'll have a decent idea based off of product. 
which product search terms are related to. So this is a great one. It's a fun, easy one. If you have a key takeaway from this podcast, if you're not running catch-all campaigns, definitely try it out. Super easy to try and very conservative bids, but we tend to see great results overall. So anything else to add for catch-all campaigns, Matt? Yeah, probably not. If you're running manual catch-all campaigns, really, you know, it's not too important what targets you put in it just because your bids are so low. So you can throw in, you know, all suggested keywords and use that five to 10 cent standard bid. So manual catch-all campaigns, it's, it's, it's pretty similar. You're keeping bids super low. You're still including every single product. The key thing is just averaging that really low CPC. So ACOS is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So one other niche strategy we wanted to cover really quick too is seeding campaigns. So Matt, walk us through the basis of seeding campaigns. Why do you run them? What are your, what's the key objectives or goals from these campaigns? Yeah. So seedings, it's a lot like catch all and that we're using really low bids. And one of the primary purposes is just returning a really, really low, healthy ACOS. The key difference is with a seeding campaign, it's a manual only campaign. You're not running an auto seeding campaign wouldn't work. But what we're doing is we're picking single keyword targets predominantly with a phrase match type and our, our phrase match ad group. Since they're single keywords, broad or phrase match would work. Don't use exact. Uh, the key thing with a single keyword target is it's a breadth approach. It, it covers a massive breadth of search terms uh, that people are typing into Amazon. In some cases, like we've targeted the word the, the keyword the, and it's returned thousands in sales at a sub 10%. It's like a 6% ACOS in one of our campaigns where that was one of the, the targets populated. And what's happening there is Amazon's using its relevancy algos to screen out the mass amount of keywords that wouldn't be relevant to that ad. And then it's really only serving as impressions for those that are relevant. And with really low bids, we're just recasting a super wide net and getting tons of exposure for those really simple keywords. Now, I'm not saying go and target the, of, she, he, whatever, you know, these super basic irrelevant keywords. The best single keyword targets are those that are related to the product, uh, whether they're an attribute, like color or size or what have you, um, or you know, just some very closely related keyword to the product. They're just a great way to cast a super wide net and get uh, a lot of exposure you otherwise want. And Matt, how do you pick the the products to include in the seeding and how do you break these out like in comparison to like catch-all campaigns too? So we've run a ton of different experiments with this and normally we're running a similar approach to our catch-all where we're mass consolidating products together, but we'd be a little bit more selective with our seeding campaigns at times where it's, you know, the top advertised products perhaps. And we're picking more products that are, they're more likely to convert, more likely to do well in this style of campaign. And ideally maybe having some interrelated aspects too, just because with those single keyword phrase match targets or broad match targets, you can discover a ton of really solid long tail keywords to move down the funnel and target in your other campaigns. So seeding campaign, you're still keeping those really low bids, you're averaging really low CPCs, but it's just a good way to discover longer tail targets relevant to your products that you can leverage in your other campaigns at more traditional bids. 
Yeah. Yeah. In, in general, I'd say you definitely want to group similar products together just so then when you get these search terms that come out of these very broad keywords um, that we can now utilize them if we find some nuggets in there that we didn't realize that, hey, this is another great way that people are searching and finding our products. So just to recap for seeding campaigns, it's kind of like catch all. But in general, we're getting more specific on grouping the products together. And then we're using either we, we typically use phrase match, but you can use broad and single keywords. So single word keywords that we implement in these manual campaigns with low bids. And what this allows Amazon to do is really utilize its relevancy algorithms to show your ad for any term that it determines may be relevant. Uh, note that your conversion rate is going to be lower for these because we're going a lot broader. But what's offsetting that is the lower cost per click that you're getting. And this is another way that we're able to kind of find these niche search terms that other people aren't even targeting and get them at a very low cost per click. And then we can potentially utilize those search terms incorporated into our traditional campaign funnel structure if we find any any ones that tend to convert really well. So these are all like catch all and seeding, the kind of niche strategies you can use um, to get some of those really low cost per click searches that you may not have got just from your traditional campaign funnel structure. And that used along with like conquesting strategies and then just a solid campaign funnel can really help you to build your sales and expand your reach to different potential customers on Amazon. So Matt, before we wrap up this one, I guess any other things that you want to add for these strategies to really expand sales? No, I guess I, I would add, I guess, uh, conquesting is quite a bit different from catch on seeding and that you're going to be using much more competitive bids and it could be a high volume driver in terms of click, spend, sales. Uh, catch all and seeding are more niche strategies that use really low bids. So don't expect high volume, don't expect a ton of sales coming out of it, but they're really good tools to generate some sales at a really healthy low ACoS, a profitable ACoS, while also helping you discover viable targets to target more aggressively in your other campaigns. Perfect, yep, great recap. All right, so we're going to wrap up this podcast, um, but in the next one, what we're going to talk through is new product launches and how you implement Amazon PPC to make sure that you're getting that initial traction and getting your products ranked organically. So a lot of great stuff that's going to be coming up there. And overall, if you're enjoying the podcast, one other way that you can find and get in contact with Matt and I, uh, especially me, is uh, going to Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, follow me at Joe Shellerud. We've been starting to do a lot more on Clubhouse, hosting different rooms and just talking through specifics on PPC where you can ask different questions and we can talk through specifics. So um, if you're on Clubhouse and want some more information on PPC, make sure to follow me at Joe Shellerud. And we will see you on the next episode to talk through new product launches.